Hey guys, this is Chris and Megan from Tap the Craft. I'm excited to tell you about a new company that we've partnered with called Hopcloth. Hopcloth is based in Tampa, Florida, and they produce some of the best craft beer apparel around. They have great designs such as the Drink Beer From Here series, supporting all 50 U.S. states, as well as other great designs to show that craft beer is not alcoholism, it's a hobby. There are tees, tanks, and hoodies for men, women, and your newborn future beer lovers. We personally own a handful of their shirts, and we can attest they're super soft and comfortable. You can find their website at www.hopcloth.com or check out our Facebook page for links. What community sounds like? Hello, craft beer friends, and welcome to another episode of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, and I'm coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft and brewery owner in Columbus, Ohio, is John Ream. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm exhausted. Okay. I, uh, since we last recorded, uh, we bought a house. Ooh. Um, and it needs some work, because, you know, we need more projects <laughs> in our lives. Yeah, exactly. So... In addition to you know trying to get a brewery ready, I'm trying to get a house ready for us to move into. Um, so I was there today, uh, ripping out some bad subfloor and uh, pulling this wood crap they put up on the walls. It's mm. through most of the house. I'm selectively taking it down as time and you know projects demand. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm pretty tired. Okay. Okay. So, but I'm happy to have a beer now. Of course. I feel like I've really earned it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to force you to take breaks, enjoy yourself, drink some beer, and chat with me. It's a great job you have. I I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, I I just didn't realize what a construction guy you were taking on brewery and a home remodel at the same time. You were a beast. And I, yeah, or an idiot, <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> well, at least I know that if I need some work done around the house, I can call you to come over and you can take care of it for me. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. That's <laughs> very rudimentary. I'm really good at ripping stuff out. Okay. Um, we're about to see how good I am at putting stuff back in. So, okay. All right. Well, I look forward to the updates. I want to wait. Yeah. Make that decision. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, hey, John, let's get into the show. But before we get into the meat of of our uh, episode, let's go ahead and let everyone know what Tap the Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast, and we focus around celebrating all things craft beer. We like to help our listeners along in their craft beer journey. And you are listening to episode 84, and we're recording on Sunday, October 8th, 2017. And in this episode, we are going to discuss the 2017 Great American Beer Festival Awards. In fact, this festival was just getting over today, I guess, right? Is it still going on on Sundays, or is it only a, a Friday-Saturday event? No, I think it's uh, the whole weekend. The whole weekend? Okay. I, I believe, yeah. All right. Well, these awards are hot off the press. We want to get this information to you as soon as possible. Of course, that 
being said five days after they occur, but that's still pretty close. So we have a show devoted to just talking about these awards, and we've done this before in the past, and I kind of like finding out the different breweries that win different awards and, and who's the up-and-coming and who's some of these breweries that I've never heard of that I need to go and try if I can, you know, if I can, because, hey, these are the best beers in America. And, of course, you can count on John and I having some great beer conversation and different topics that we'll you know, throw out to you as we chat. But, of course, before we get into all that great information, John, I know that you were just saying you need to drink some beer and relax. So what is in your glass tonight? I am drinking uh, beer from Great Lakes, uh, which I realized when I was looking at Untapped that I drank all my Great Lakes before Untapped. So mm. I have a whole bunch of check-ins to catch up on by revisiting wow. some, some Great Lakes beers. Nice. Uh, but tonight, I am drinking their Oktoberfest. Uh, so I finally managed to get my hands on the Sierra Nevada uh, Oktoberfest collaboration. Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed it. Thank mm-hmm. you for the recommendation. It was yeah. very good. If you can still find that, um, I recommend picking it up. I found mine at a Target. So. Oh, wow. That's a... I couldn't find it anywhere else. <laughs> so, um, but that kind of put me on this desire to have more Oktoberfest and last time I was at the grocery store they have a you know mix six section where they just put random things mm-hmm. uh, and this time they happen to have uh, two or three Oktoberfests I hadn't tried before so I loaded those up and then uh, picked out some other things to round out the, the six pack so this is one of those um, and I'm enjoying it uh, so far it's I'm already halfway done and I started right before we started recording so um yeah it's going down real easy uh nice um kind of bready uh caramel malt character to it that's not like overly sweet Mm -hmm. hence why i'm halfway through it so but yeah if you're in the great lakes footprint you can get some oktoberfest i say go for it yeah for sure so how about you danny what are you drinking well i am i've it's, getting, it's been kind of chilly here in the Boise area today, and the wind's blowing, kind of maybe a little stormy action going on, and I, I was really cold. So it's starting to get that time of year where I need to drink some little heavier stuff. Or not too heavy, but stuff that kind of warms you up. So I had some Sierra Nevada Porter in my fridge, and I thought that would be a great beer to have tonight to kind of help uh, warm my bones up a little bit. I mean, it's it's a nice really good porter i really enjoy it i think we we talked about this one a, a few episodes ago and I, and both john and i both we both commented that we had had this beer but never logged it before and untapped so um it's kind of nice to revisit it and and drink some of it tonight so that's what i'm drinking i'll probably be following it up with some of my uh, mother earth cali cream and cream ale vanilla cream ale i have uh, again at my local fred meyer they sell this beer, that beer, in six packs for five ninety nine, and I pick up a couple every time I go to the store because it's just a great, you know, daily drinker. When I just want something easy to, you know, to to slurp down. So that that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I still haven't logged that. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I still haven't, I haven't picked it up again since we had had that discussion. But, okay. It's a great yeah. porter. It really is a good porter. It's it's what I enjoy in a, in a porter. So it's it's something. Yeah, 
Everyone should try. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I need to revisit it. It's been a while since I've had it, so I need to get back to it. Yeah. All right. Well, John, you've been busy doing a lot of stuff around the brewery, and now you just mentioned to all of our listeners that you know now you're you're redoing your the house you just bought. So you you haven't had any time to do any fun beer related stuff, have you? No. Uh, but uh, you know, <clears throat> in true house remodel style i showed up ready to work and i put a six pack in the empty fridge and then we were ready to go so you know, <laughs> that that's about as beer related as it gets okay uh, for me right now but you know you got to have a, a beer there so when you complete a project you get to have a beer yes you know, yes how it looks. yeah yeah so good thinking um but yeah that, that's been keeping me busy and running around like crazy so um no, nothing uh, extracurricular for me, unfortunately. But uh, how about you? What have you been up to? Well, you know what, John? I'm going to make up for your absent uh, talk. I'm going to talk about three different events that I uh, partook in since our last recording. The first one I'm going to start off with is a new a new brewery came into not uh, or a new. I, I, I guess I'm talking about two new breweries that opened up here in the in the local area, but I'm also right now I'm going to talk about a a brewery that's coming from Bend, Oregon. They're distributing here in the Boise area, and they had an event at the Growler Guys uh, a week ago, Friday, Friday before last, and uh, it I decided that yeah I'll go to this event, and it was from five to n- to nine I believe, and we showed up at about seven. 30 you know we still had time when we showed up at 7 30 the event crew still hadn't shown up uh which was interesting that's the first time i've been to an event without anyone from the brewery there to you know to do the event but luckily they had already had the beer in kegs they had three beers on tap and i started drinking each of the three beers now the growler guys they don't allow you to have anything but a full pint during event time so i had to have full pints of each of the three beers they brought and um, we didn't think anyone was going to show up because by the time it was about uh, 9.30 and we were about ready to leave. They close at 10. And all of a sudden, the bartender comes around and says, hey, um, free free Silver Moon. Oh, did I even mention the brewery? I haven't mentioned the brewery yet. It's Silver Moon Brewing from Bend, Oregon. I guess I sh- I'm getting ahead of myself. And, I, and this brewery, I, I guess, has been around for quite a while in Bend. And I've been to Ben a number of times and visited breweries, and I never even heard of this brewery. So I was kind of surprised. So I was curious to, to taste it. Um, and the I went and had the beers. But like I said, at 9.30, we were getting ready to leave, and the people behind the bar says, hey, it's f- we're giving away free Silver Moon beers because they didn't show up. We felt bad. So here, have another pint on us. So we, you know, I'd already drank two pints, and I got a – or three pints. I, I got a – a fourth pint for free. Well, I'm not going to turn that down, right? John, you wouldn't turn that down, um, would you? No. Yeah. I mean, it's like throwing money away. Yeah. Yeah. So we each ordered, I was there with a few friends and we each ordered another pint and we were enjoying it. I got the, the one that I enjoyed the most. And uh, that beer that that I really enjoyed was her snake bite porter. And it's an English style porter. And I, I gave that a four and a half rating. Really, really solid, dry English porter. I really enjoyed it. Fantastic job. That was the one I really enjoyed, so I had a second pint of that. And then as we're finishing our pints, guess who shows up? 
the brewery crew shows up like at 9.45 at night. And they bring in a case of pint glasses. They bring in two cases, two or three cases of canned beers. They brought in T-shirts. They brought in stickers and can openers and or bottle openers, a whole bunch of stuff. Well, now there's only like eight of us left in the, maybe ten of us left in the in the, the Grower guys' uh, room. And they start handing out, they, they apologize for being late. They got stuck in traffic coming in from Ben. Some, something happened. They start giving away the pint glasses and stickers and can openers. So everyone got, you know, some glassware. Then they start giving away T-shirts without even having anything done. Well, by the time they, you know, they, they didn't bring enough sizes because they weren't going to give away to everyone. But luckily, Sarah was there. My wife was there. And they had a fantastic T-shirt, V-neck T-shirt, women's T-shirt with this Vanagon uh, image of the front of like a like a Volkswagen Vanagon with their Silver Moon logo on the front, and she loved it, and she got that shirt. Um, by the way, she's worn it a couple, several times since then, like two or three times, and every time she goes out, people just love the shirt. So that was a, a nice bonus. And they were giving away six-packs. So here's the key. The key is I show up, I'm going to drink beers. I was going to leave without even the event going on because I thought they got you know blew us off. I end up paying $25.00. And I had uh, six pints total, not just myself, but Sarah and I, we, we had six pints total. We got two pint glasses along with stickers and bottle openers, and Sarah got the T-shirt and a six-pack of their product, a variety of, of beers. I left the place 25 bucks. I made money off that deal. I thought that was a fantastic event, even though they didn't show up. Hey, you did okay. You did okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, that was the event. I, I want to mention another beer that I really enjoyed. One of the six-pack beers that I took home. Uh, it was called the uh, Chapter 2 Casual Ale. It's an American Pale Ale. Um, I gave that beer a five-cap rating. really enjoyed this beer. For, I mean, a really well-done Pale Ale. Um, I was blown away by it. I, I really enjoyed it. Now, another beer that I brought home in cans, I had on draft at the event. And I'm... I, when I had it on draft, it was just kind of like a so-so, ah, it's okay, nothing special, it's middle of the road. I think I gave it three a three-cap rating. But I had two cans of it that I brought home with me, and I drank both those cans, and I raised my cap rating a full cap because the beer in cans was fantastic. I don't know the reason why it was better than on draft. I'm just saying that I had it in the cans. I raised a full cap rating to four cap rating on that beer because it was really good. That was the IPA 97 uh, beer. Um, and uh, also, I just got to give props. I love it when breweries are interactive on Untapped. They were interactive commenting on my different check-ins, and we were you know, responding back and forth, and I really appreciate that. So thank you, Silver Moon. I'm sorry that you guys were late to the event, but hey, thank you for all the great stuff and the great beer. Phew. So there's my first event. The second one I'll talk a little bit quicker. There was two breweries since our last recording that opened up in Boise within a week apart. One, the first one I'll talk about I went to last Sunday was Clairvoyant Brewing. And I'm just going to mention that uh, you know they, they had a soft opening. It's not their full on opening. It's a soft opening. I think their full opening is October 26th, if I'm not mistaken. But they're just trying to get everything worked out. Uh, they had a lot of beers on tap. They had six beers on tap, a variety of different styles. 
Uh, most of them were pretty decent. Um, and I'll say the, my favorite one I had, the most notable one, was a brown ale. Again, it's American brown ale. It's, it's, the, the name of it is just brown ale, which, okay, I, I like to have some, you know, some, uh, some good naming in, when I drink beers, but I'll take brown ale. And you know I'm a, a huge brown ale fan, and I don't think enough breweries really focus on styles like the brown ale. And this was American brown, so it, it, it wasn't – it was an American brown that didn't have like a, a – it wasn't very bitter. It wasn't like bittered up. It was just a, a nice uh, toasty brown ale. Uh, really fantastic job. I gave that beer a five. Yeah, five, five cap rating. I, I had a – Think for a minute. Then I will mention one beer that was not good, and it was not good because it didn't follow the the guidelines at all for what this beer is supposed to be. And it was their Dark Belgian. That's what it was called, and it was a Belgian Dark Strong Ale. And of course, anyone that's listened to the show over the you know last three plus years knows that hey, I'm a huge Belgian Dark Strong Ale fan, and in fact. You know, John and I brewed our own dark Belgian strong ale called a Loose Cannon, award-winning beer, by the way, just so you know. Um, and I, I love the style. And this didn't taste anything like a Belgian. There was no Belgian character. It tasted like, like a sweet stout, like a, like a, almost like a milk stout, but not even as good as a milk stout. It was really kind of a. I don't even know why they released it. It was really poorly done, and I was really disappointed. I didn't rate it because it didn't. You know, again, I. I rate beers based on style, and it didn't follow style at all. I guess I could have gave it a half-star rating, but I just decided not to rate it at all because I, I think they made a mistake putting that one out. It was very humble of you not to just start giving them pointers, you know, since you, <laughs> you did brew and award-winning. Yeah. No, I'm not that point yet. I'm... You know, if they would have yeah. asked my opinion, <laughs> I would have given it, but yeah. I, I'm not You would have just given them a recipe, like, here's what you should have done. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Yeah, so that that's clairvoyant. I'm looking forward. I think they are solid, and I'm looking forward to seeing what more beers that they come out. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, the la- the second brewery that opened up, it just opened up this weekend, and they had a grand opening event on Friday night and Saturday night. We went Friday night, so we were the first ones in. And uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. The way they're doing their events are they are plastic-free company as far as their events they don't they're not giving out plastic disposable cups or anything so that what they do is you come in and you buy a you pay six dollars you get a stainless steel pint glass and a beer in that pint glass for six bucks and then you use that same pint glass to get refills of the other beers you want for four dollars per pour i thought that was a pretty interesting way of doing it i like the fact that they're trying to be earth friendly and not you know generate a lot of waste now, disadvantages of that, stainless steel glasses, great because when you drop them, they don't break. Uh, you know, Sarah dropped hers, and it didn't break, and I was like, thank goodness, because that would have been a, a mess. The bad thing is, is you can't see where the beer is, and both the beers I got were a little bit foamy, and so I think I only got like a three-quarters or, a you know, two-thirds fill on that. So I kind of felt like maybe there's a disadvantage of having stainless steel pint glasses. So, my, just my thought. Now, things I, I really liked about this, the uh, the brew pub look, uh, air, uh, setup and everything is really nice. I like the way they decorated. I love their logo. They have an awesome logo. Um, and I, I think that as they grow, they'll be much 
you know, it'll, it'll come around and it'll be a good uh, spot to go and have beers. What I didn't like about it is that they really only had two beers. They did a grand opening with two beers. Now, that seems kind of odd. They had a session IPA and they had an IPA. And I was just like, what's the deal? Why are we opening with only two beers? And why are both your beers IPAs? That doesn't make any sense. Now, they did try to spread out that IPA with, a, you know, they, they kind of did. So I think what they did is they had some Randalls and they were pumping through their, their beers to the Randalls and they were adding flavors. So one of the things for their session IPA is they were, um, had some lime. They had like a lime and, um, and mint, I think. Uh, I didn't try the lime and mint one, but they had a, a few different options where they added stuff in. They had like extra hops and stuff. So they they took the two beers they had and they kind of kind of spread them out. So there it seemed like there was more variety. But in reality, they're all still just IPAs. And what's even worse is that they were just okay IPAs. <laughs> they weren't even good IPAs. So I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how this brewery comes about with uh, with actual beer because if they don't make good beer they're not going to last uh, in the Boise area because we have some great breweries and uh, they have to be able to you know if they're going to stay with us they're going to have to maintain some good quality beer. All right, yeah, what do you what do you think about that John? Two beers wouldn't wouldn't bother me. Um I've seen a lot of places open with two or three um, cuz it it can take a while to to build up, you know, your pipeline. Uh, for that kind of stuff and maybe they had some things happen they needed to get open they needed to get you know some money coming back mm-hmm. yeah because uh, they were out <laughs> you know um who, who knows behind the scenes what's going on but yeah no number of beers wouldn't bother me as long as they you know continually add to their portfolio and eventually you know they can get a full lineup yeah but, yeah you know, and hopefully they're good when yeah. they do that. Yeah. So. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll be I'm hoping that they the ne- the next beers they're a little bit uh you know, come across a little bit better. But yeah, that was my uh that, I did a lot of activities, I drank a lot of beer the last two weeks. I just talked about a f- few of them that were noteworthy on these events. But yeah, there's some good beers, some okay beers and uh, it was just fun to, to have a lot of activity. So I like going out and doing fun thing. Now, one thing I, I'll just mention real quick. I did not go. To, I, I missed out on the Boise Brewing Hoptober Festival this year because I got sick on the the day it happened, and I I just couldn't go. So I really felt bad because I love enjoying all those fresh hop beers, and it just I missed out on drinking all those great beers. So I was disappointed there. But imagine if I would have had these three events and the Hoptober Festival. That's a lot of beer drinking in two weeks as far as events. Now you'd just be rubbing it in my face at that point, too. So. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm happy you didn't, you didn't enjoy more good beer. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. That's not true. <laughs> All right. Well, John, how about you provide us with a Trek Brewing update with what's been going on the last couple of weeks? All right. So, uh, yeah, I mentioned we're doing a lot of construction all over the place. Um, I talked about a lot of stuff last time, and this time I can say the patio door opening is cut, um, which took a little more doing uh, than we initially thought um, because we thought that uh, the the building is just a cinder block building. 
um, all the way up. But they thought in the front it was only a partial cinder block wall and then built up above that. Uh, so it ended up being full cinder block all the way up. So uh, it took a, a little more uh, work to get this uh, opening cut. Um, but it's cut, uh, which is awesome. And doors should be arriving uh, very soon to go in there, uh, which is sweet. Um, we're still waiting on the tree to come down, unfortunately, um, on both counts of still waiting and the tree has to come down, uh, which we talked about last time. But uh, once that's down, we'll be full steam ahead, uh, hopefully, on getting the, the patio in place. So that'll be awesome. Then uh, inside, uh, we have new benches built, um, which we're really happy with the way these turned out. Um, Kristen is over the moon with them and how they ha- they came out. So uh, look forward to this week's blog post, which should be the same day that this goes up uh, for pictures of these benches, because um, I'm sure she'll include them uh, in the post. But these are essentially replacing uh, the old booths that used to be in the space um, when we ended up having to, uh, or when we took the floor out and found it was a platform floor, we ended up having to take the booths out as well um, just because it was going to be, I mean, they were then up on that platform, so they were really high above the floor. It didn't make any sense, so we had to take <laughs> those out too, which was disappointing. It wasn't, you know, in the plan um, have that done. Uh, but I think, uh, in the end, uh, you know, we ended up more where we wanted the space to be, um, rather than kind of putting that on the back burner as a future update, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so we kind of got what we wanted now instead, which is, which is always nice, but, uh, the wallet doesn't always agree (laughs) with this. Um, but uh, so outside of those things that people actually see and, and care about, um, we also we we have to put a new uh, fire alarm system in the building. Uh, the old one, um, a lot of the sensors were uh, damaged or um, just not working, and to re- repair it all, we would need to try to find some parts that didn't necessarily exist anymore. We weren't sure about it. So um, we ended up having to do a whole new system because even if we did refurbish the old system, we might not get uh, signed off on because the the code has changed. You need more phone lines than our system was using and all this kind of, you know, different stuff. Uh, But we've got a new new fire system now so everybody's safe yay yay um again the wallet wasn't happy about it but <laughs> it was the right thing to do um and uh they they got the permit back really fast and they've already um put in almost everything um they're waiting on a couple other things in the building to finish so they can get their stuff in place but uh they've been doing a great job getting that that put together um and then additionally, we had some HVAC work done back in the brewery, um, rerouting some ductwork, taking some ductwork out, uh, removing an old hood fan that was used in the kitchen, but uh, we don't need above our 
uh, boil kettle because um, we need a different stack that just pulls right out of the kettle. Um, but uh, all that stuff's been done and it's looking good. Uh, which brings us to the bane of my existence, which is floor drains. Um, trying to get our trench drains in has been a very trying um, time. We had the wrong stuff ordered. We finally, the new trench drains are going to be delivered uh, this week, um, Monday. Uh, so it should already have happened. If it hasn't happened by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> I am over the moon irate. Um, but, uh, in the process of prepping to get these drains in, uh, we found that, uh, an old, uh, grease drain, grease line drain, uh, had cracked. And, uh, you know, when this place was a smokehouse, there was a lot of grease going down the drains, uh, and apparently they didn't empty it any time in the past you know, when they were still operating before uh, it went vacant for a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, this, this pipe cracked. We have to repair the pipe because we still, although our small little kitchen is not going to be really, you know, putting any kind of tax on this uh, grease drain, we can't have it eroding out the ground underneath the brewery. Um, and uh, we have to get it, you know, working properly so we can get all of our health inspections and have everything signed off on. Um, so they, they had to scope out the pipe to survey the full damage uh, of the crack. So they knew how much we, whether we needed to cut open more floor, whether we have to, you know, they can repair it as is. Um, but they couldn't scope it because it was packed full of grease mm. <laughs> because it, the trap hadn't been drained. It was so they had, and they had to get, you know, the pipe cleaning thing out there to like flush the pipe. And Oh my gosh, I hope the never, the brewery never smells like that again. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Uh, just like ancient rancid grease and everything else that could be just rotting in that drain pipe. It was so bad. Um, so they got that all cleaned out and thankfully they cleaned up the big uh pool of grossness uh that that had been down in there and got that surveyed we uh the, we got the final survey report right at the end of the day on Friday so uh, I'll learn at the beginning of this week um whether we're talking a couple days delay to get this fixed because uh, this is in the way of putting one of the trench drains in. So we can't move forward on getting our drains in place and and all that until this is uh, taken care of. So if it's a couple days or a week plus uh, delay that we're looking at. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that's big thing on my mind I've been dealing with with the construction and how all this stuff is coming together because mm -hmm. we need to get these drains in so that we can pour the floors and get all that stuff put together so I can put equipment in there and we can get our license mm. um, this is really what's holding us up at this point um, because we can't put anything in there to get our license until the floors are done Okay. Um, so that's our the big thing that we're uh, we're holding up um, or that's holding us up, but we're, we're hoping that 
uh, we'll get it rectified soon. Good. Yeah. So but, this this next episode you'll be golden. I'm I'm calling it. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. You'll you'll see us shouting from the mountaintops. <laughs> everything else, if we can get the floors moving along. Um, I mean, un- unfortunately, just because of the nature of concrete, I mean, we have to get the drains in, then we have to get, you know, all the in-floor plumbing and everything inspected. So hopefully we get a quick turnaround on that. We'll pour the concrete, then the concrete has to set for a certain amount of time until we can put our coating on the floor, you know, mm. special brewery, you know, Epoxy uh, stuff, whatever it is. Epoxy yeah. coating yeah. and everything to keep it from just eating away due to the cleaners and other things that are used. Um, so the, it, that that takes a while. And then that, you know, that coating has to cure and we have to stay off of it, you know. So we need to get this done so that we can start the timer on those other projects. Yeah. Because um, I can't be putting equipment in hoping that the state comes out to look at it before the next person comes in that needs the floor clear so that I can, you know, I, I can't be juggling that. And cause if I schedule the inspection and then the four people come in, they're ready to go. And then the inspector comes after that and there's nothing in place. Well, now they're not happy with me cause they wasted their time mm-hmm. and, uh, that doesn't bode well for our future. Um, and I, I don't want to waste anybody's time. So, we're just going to try to get it all in place and uh, try to get brewing as soon as we can. So that's a goal. <laughs> Sounds like a good goal. Let's do it. Yeah. But uh, so outside the construction, uh, we've had some other stuff. We got in a whole new round of uh, shirts and sweatshirts and, and stuff, which uh, is coming soon to an online store. So. Uh, it's, it's also stuff that'll be available in the tap room, but until we're open, you know, if folks want it, they can, they can get it. So if, uh, you were looking at something on the Indiegogo or you're looking to, to get a sweatshirt or something, cause those are awesome sweatshirts, uh, super soft and warm. Um, all that's going to be up. And, uh, I think Kristen's already started posting some, some pictures of, uh, some of the stuff, uh, which I think she did as we were recording this tonight. So if you're watching our, our social media, you'll see it. And the, the store is in the, the final stages of uh, being checked out and, and everything to make sure everything's working properly before we put it up and have some break. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on that. And then uh, I also had a meeting with Untapped, Ooh. which was interesting. Yeah, let's hear it. Um. So, you know, they have their uh, verified venue program, you know, which you'll see they have a badge for it, you know, for checking in at verified venues. And um, that's how Untap makes money, essentially that. And obviously they, they sell badges. You can, you know, buy advertising through them or some in some way get a badge. Okay. I don't know how that works. It wasn't discussed um, during the meeting because mainly I'm, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, a, a fun, a fun piece of it was that, you know, because they're trying to get you to sign in, they, they're trying to, you know, express to you, you know, 
how they can make it worth your while. And a lot of that with, with this stuff is, you know, number of users and check-ins and all, all that kind of stuff. And um, for folks that have been checking in recently, you uh, may have received the, the 500 million uh, check-in badge mm-hmm. for they've had five you know, hundred million check-ins across the platform across all their users. Um, so, uh, that number right now is growing at 14 million check-ins a month. Wow. Um, of beers. So, I mean, if you kind of extrapolate that out and assume that there is going to be some growth, um, along with that, uh, you'd think, um, you know, getting to a billion, you know, it'll, it's going to come <laughs> within the next probably two to three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they have, uh, you know, over like 7 million downloads. Um, they, they couch it that way. I, I don't know what the users is, uh, or how that works, but they're, you know, they're getting a whole lot and, um, I, I can tell you that as as places that are a verified venue, they do get access to like stats and analytics um, based on how people are drinking. Um, and they, you can't like if I became a verified venue, I can't see like I can't drill down on Denny Luce and what he's drinking. Um, but if I was in if I was a business in the Boise area, I could see you know, the most checked into styles, the most checked into beers, uh, where people are drinking and like all this other breakdown of stuff. Um, which, which is, uh, kind of interesting cause it, it helps, you know, other, uh, venues and other folks like understand what people want and hopefully everybody, you know, gets a better experience out of that. Cause mm-hmm. if somebody, you know, is in all Scotch ale all the time tap room, and like, oh, nobody likes scotch ales. Maybe we should shake <laughs> things up. And according to this, like, we should have this percentage of IPAs and this percentage of stouts and this percentage of this on tap to kind of, you know, hit the levels that people are drinking. Mm-hmm. Well, then when people go out, they get what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, which is which is kind of cool. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was. It was weird, uh, a little weird being having been a user, to then just kind of sit down and like, oh yeah, <laughs> show me the the back end of this. So. <laughs> Were they? Uh, did they? So, I mean, I don't know if you're able to talk about it, but what? What's the? What's the? How do you become a, a preferred venue or a venue with them tapped? I mean, it, I assume it's a monthly fee you pay. Uh, it's a yearly fee. Oh, um, and it doesn't appear that you can actually pay it monthly. So it's a, you know, once a year fee that you pay. And then, uh, as a verified venue, um, you do show up in people's searches better. Oh, so that also is a, is a factor. Um, so, you know, if, if you're looking for a beer locally and I think that's where it, that's where it comes into play. Yeah. Like if you're, um, which I, it's a feature I don't even use just because I don't go out to seek certain things. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, if you're searching for a beer nearby, uh, a verified venue will pop up in the list ahead of somebody that's not. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, and I don't know, you know, if there's a certain, you know, say the verify venue is 10 miles away, but this other place is one mile away. I don't know if there's a certain distance where, okay, this one makes sense because it's right next to you. So we're going to show it to you anyway <laughs> first in, instead of the verified. I, I don't know the back end of all their algorithms and that, that kind of stuff, but you do get some kind of a bump um, for a search engine within the app okay. as a, as a verified venue, um, which I mean, it's something you could probably guess if, if you even cared to think about it, um, that they're going to promote their, the people that are, uh, you know, giving them money. Yeah, of course. Um, but you know, I mean, along with being a verified venue, they, they do give you a lot of tools like the, um, you can get the digital draft boards. They also have tools that you can take your list and your beer list and menu and everything and push it to uh, your website, Facebook. You can create a printed version. Um, and there's all kinds of easy like uh, ways to, to build that and like build your template so that, you know, every, whenever you have your beer list, all you have to do is hit print and it comes out formatted to the way you want it yeah. with your new new beers or whatever you have at the time so um they do they do have some other nice tools uh depending on what your needs are as a as a venue so, okay all right are you are, yeah, you, are you considering doing it or are you going to wait for a year to see how things pan out uh we we're considering it um we'll see um but there's a good chance at some point we will we will sign on, um, and partly because we're we're still considering a digital tap list. Oh, okay. So if we're if we're going to do that, this would make a lot of sense. Yeah. to be the way to do it. So, yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see how we go. Yeah, just just on my own, um, like Growler guys, they are an untapped verified venue. They have their digital um, boards up with all the beers, and every time they put a new beer on tap, I get a message in Untap saying, "Oh, this beer is." If I follow the venue, this beer has been added, and it's nice to see that you just go to the the venue and you hit their beers, and you can see all the beers that are currently available from that venue, which is really nice for me when I'm searching for a beer that I know is in town and I want to see if it's on draft right now. Boom! I can quickly go to the venues and check, and then if it's there, boom, I'm at the venue drinking it. And so I, I think there is a lot of benefit, especially if you have a digital tap list. It, it, it all melds together to make it a lot easier um, for for you and for people that are looking for the beer. Yeah, and and like when you uh, when you log in a, into a beer and then you see. And you're like, oh, I got a badge. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, it's telling me about some other place to go get yeah. you know, beer. <laughs> uh, that, that message is a perk of becoming a verified venue. Okay. And I'm sure, there are, I'm sure once you're in their you know, system that there's ways to be like, all right, we want to do that again. You know, what does it cost to – yeah, I'm sure you can pay to, to keep doing that. But I know that when you become a verified venue – you can get that message put out and it sends it out over a certain, uh, area surrounding your location. Okay. 
So. All right. But yeah, lots of fun. Yeah. Well, that's quite an update. That was uh, a lot of stuff going on. It's getting crunch time and pretty soon we'll be hearing about you actually brewing your first pilot batches. So I can't wait for that too. So. Yeah, at some point uh, I'll be so busy we'll be recording from the from the brewery yeah. while, I'm, while I'm brewing and I'm like what I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we'll just have to be doing late night uh, recordings because you'll be finishing up a brew at eleven o'clock your time and we'll be starting to record at nine o'clock my yeah. time. That'll work too. I, I'm sure we will get to a point where I record from the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, probably not from the brew house, but from the office yeah. of the brewery or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, because I, I just uh, that'll be the time that I have. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, hey, let's get into our noteworthy beers. And since you just got done chatting away for a while, I'm going to go ahead and I'll talk about my noteworthy beers. Other than, other than the ones I already kind of mentioned briefly, I have three beers that I really enjoyed, and the first. Two beers are coming from a, a brewery near you, Founders in Michigan. And uh, there's two beers. The first one, the Green Zebra Goza. Uh, this is a very, very good watermelon Goza that I just really enjoyed. I gave it a five-cap rating on tap because it just had great flavor. Just the way the Goza, not too sour, just a little bit of tartness. Uh, has really good watermelon flavor, had the, the salinity, and, and finished uh, cleanly. Really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Have you had the Green Zebra yet, John? I think you might have. Uh, no, actually. This one I have seen. It's been sitting on the shelf at the gro- local grocery. Okay. Um, the, the grocery with the good beer selection. And I just, I've kind of continued to skip over it for mm. some reason or another. Um, but sounding like I need to pick this up because yeah. that could be a really good uh, addition to my project beer fridge. Yeah, um, yeah, it's four like four percent. So. Four, it's, it's low alcohol, four percent. Really easy drinking. I'm gonna be buying six packs of this before it's gone because it's really enjoyable. I really liked it. So I wanted to mention that to our listeners. If you want to jump into the Goza style or if you enjoy Gozas, pick it up if you can. The second founders is going in the direct opposite of the Goza. It's their founder's Redanculous Red IPA. And I know, I think I saw you check into this one, right, John? The Redanculous? Um, or am I mistaken again? I could have swore. I think you're mistaken. Oh, my if, gosh. If it, recent, if it was recent, then no, I have not. Okay. Um, and I'm just checking, and no, I have not logged this. Okay. Period, so. Okay. Well, uh, I also enjoyed this one, and I gave this four caps. And it's just a, a really dank. You know, it's an IPA with with some with some uh, you know badass character to it. That hey, you don't mess with me. Uh, just I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. Uh, it's out right now. Go try it. Um, and then the last beer I'm going to talk about real quickly is another new brewery that's coming that's distributing into our area from Nevada, Reno, Nevada. It's from Revision Brewing, and. Uh, the the one I had recently tried is Revision IPA, and wow, I'm telling you, this was a very, very tasty IPA, had some great flavor, great body, uh, really nice, just a, a very, very nice IPA. I gave it also four cap rating, and I, I'd never even heard of Revision, and I was really surprised that I, you know, that, hey, that's this brewery that I haven't heard of is 
really making some great beer. So I just wanted to mention that one. All right, John. So how about you? What noteworthy beers have you been drinking? All right, so I'm going to start out with a brewery that's near me. That's uh, Founders. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, which uh, it's their Rubeus, mm. uh, which was one of the beers I, I rounded out my Oktoberfest six pack with. Um, which was it was just a steal. I really should go back and just fill up a six pack with Rubeus because yeah, that's a three dollar beer. A, <laughs> yeah, I can get a nine pack for eighteen dollars. <laughs> or I could get a six pack for ten. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but uh, I just haven't felt the desire to have that much Rubeus around. No, uh, no, at the time. But it, uh, if you love raspberries, you will love uh, Rubeus. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just—it's like you're drinking a raspberry. Yeah. Um, but uh, e- even with that, it's not—it's uh, not like sugary sweet or anything like that. Uh, so you you can actually drink it, um, but I I've been eyeing it, and then finally I was like, all right, it's time to just re-experience this. It's been a couple of years since I've had this beer, um, and I, I wanted to to try it out again. But yeah, if you can get it, it's definitely worth trying out. Uh, it's a, it's a very good beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had it. I really enjoyed it myself. Yeah. So my my next beer. Is right up your alley, Denny. And it was the six-pack that originally uh, filled my project beer fridge over at the house. And that is from Mad Tree. It's their Blood Orange Psychopathy. Mm. Uh, So it's their Psychopathy IPA brewed with blood oranges. And wow, (laughs) it is awesome. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) It is just great orange character. Drinks real easy. Uh, it, I've, I've been really enjoying this one. I think I have one left. Um, and it, it was really fresh when I when I got it. I mean, it was it was canned late September. Um, so it's super fresh and drinking really, really nice. So uh, if you can get Mad Tree, you can probably get the Blood Orange Psychopathy. So I would definitely recommend that one. Nice. Uh, and then finally is a beer that I've just loved saying the name of, um, <laughs> which is Lord Hobo's Boom Sauce. Boom! Um, so this is from uh, Lord Hobo Brewing Company, uh, which is out of Massachusetts. Oh, okay. I'm working on the town now. But uh, Boom Sauce is a uh, New England-style double IPA. Um and it's very tasty. Uh, it has some really nice citrus and tropical uh, character to it. Uh, it comes in a 16-ounce uh, can, so you get a nice nice serving of it. Um, but I just finished my last one of that uh, like a day or two ago, mm. which I'm, I'm sad about. But uh, Lord Hobo just came to our area it seems because all of a sudden there were three beers in the uh in the cooler um so i went with this one mostly because of the name and uh, <laughs> had good ratings but uh they have good ratings on the other stuff that they have in there so i think i'm i might try to pick up another uh another beer of theirs and, and try it out so uh, i was left with a very good impression from the first one all right 
Well, good. Yeah, Lord Hobos sounds like a great brewery name, and Boom Sauce is a good name. So, hey, I would have tried it too. And I haven't had a double New England IPA before, so I that's double the goodness, hopefully. So, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, although I, I, I would argue that probably a lot of New England IPAs actually fall within, you know, the double IPA alcohol, you know, range. Yeah. Um, but they don't come across in the same way due to uh, they, they're really low bitterness. Yeah. So. Yeah. At least perceived bitterness. So it's a uh, it's a little different experience, but all right, excellent. Well, there's our noteworthy beers. Now let's roll into some feedback from our listeners for the last episode. Now we I'm sad to say we didn't get any voicemails again. It's been a month we've had our voicemail line and nobody has used it. We urge you to please uh, send us a voicemail. Let us get your voice on the air. But we did receive one feedback on Twitter from our buddy Matt Helmer, at DeviousMrMatt on Twitter. He said, yep, I've had Taft's. Great place to go, good atmosphere. He loves the coconut stout. And yeah, John had zero, quote, zero time to come see me. So, hey, Matt's listening. And thank you, Matt, for uh, replying and, and giving some feedback. And John, don't visit Cincinnati again without visiting our buddy, Mr. Matt. I guess I'll never visit Cincinnati again. Yeah. And that's that's all it's going to come down to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's all the feedback, but it's time to have another contest. Yes, we will be giving away our second T-shirt from our friends at Hopcloth, and you'll be able to win a drink, from, drink beer from here shirt with your choice of state. It's easy to win, Just have, and you have multiple ways to enter. So here's the way. Same thing we did last time. All you got to do is do one or all of these actions, and you'll get an entry into the contest for every one you do. So you can like our Episode 84 Facebook post. You can share the Episode 84 Facebook post. You can like and follow us, Tap the Craft Facebook page. And you can leave us an iTunes review. And again, anytime you leave an iTunes review, iTunes reviews will automatically be entered into every contest that we have. That's how important they are to us. So if you want to, you know, you want an easy way to get into all our contests, just leave an iTunes review. That will get you a point in every contest we do. Or you can retweet our episode 84 Twitter post. Or, of course, mention at Tap the Craft um, episode 84 in a Twitter post of your own. There's a bunch of ways to enter, and every time you do one of those, you'll get an entry to win a shirt from Hopclass. So you have two weeks, October 22nd. You have until October 22nd to get your entries in, and we will announce the winner on episode 85. That's the next episode. So you got two weeks. Go out there and support Tap to Craft, and you'll win a T-shirt. And if you'd like to contact the show with comments or questions, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or on Twitter at tapthecraft. And, of course, feel free to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tapthecraft. And if I talk too fast and you didn't get all that, don't worry. All that is located in the description, the show notes or the description of this podcast. It's all there. So just hit that little info button on your podcast player and check out how you can reach us. And, of course, don't forget that we do have a voicemail. You can call us at 208-536-3359, or if you'd like to use it a little easier, it's 208-53-ODDLY. 
to leave feedback or questions. Of course, we want to have your voice on the show. And again, the number can be found in the episode description for easy access while you're listening. You can respond immediately as you hear something you want to talk about. So by all means, leave us a voicemail. And we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show and providing the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that John and I put out, then we believe you will find more great content from some of the other great shows like the following. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now, I know you're a crafty consumer. And if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out openformradio.com. We house such podcasts as Opaform Radio Proper, The 40Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, My Peanut Gallery, and many, many more. And please remember to leave these fine fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this show. Again, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft. All right, now it's time for the Brew Buzz segment. And the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And, of course, we already mentioned this week... We are going to dive in to the 2017 Great American Beer Festival Awards that were given out this weekend. And in case you don't know, let me just give you some background on what the Great American Beer Fest is all about. So the 2017 Great American Beer Fest competition awarded 293 medals to some of the best commercial breweries in the United States. Plus, they also had three Great American Beer Fest Pro-Am medals to teams of homebrewers paired with professionals. So that's always kind of a cool thing if you, you know, if you think you got, you know, if you, you're a homebrewer that's, uh, I mean, uh, John, how, how would a homebrewer get into this Pro-Am? Is it, I mean, do they have to enter a contest or is it just luck of the draw or how does a, a, a homebrewer get into to brew with a professional to get into this Pro-Am contest? Do you know? Uh, usually, it's you've won a, a competition. I think that might be a guideline that you have to win a competition. Okay. Uh, I, I can't recall if that's for this or if I'm mixing it up with something else. But um, yeah, basically, a homebrewer goes and brews, you know, one of their beers at a you know commercial brewery, and that gets entered. Um. So uh, I had in in the last competition I entered before leaving Washington, I had three beers eligible mm. um, to be selected as part of a pro-am thing as the, the last competition I entered. Um, but unfortunately, none of them were selected. Okay. So. Okay. And, <clears throat> you know, there were there were beers that I had beat in the competition that were selected because it, it, it kind of all depends on, you know, what exactly the, the brewery is going for. Like, in a more open category you know maybe they don't want to do uh, a belgian dark strong for example but they would like to do you know a, a golden strong mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe i beat a golden strong but they wanted to do a golden strong and that got put into that well they could they can select wherever they want they don't have to take the the gold medal beer they could take something else um so uh from that standpoint, you know, it's it's another crapshoot after the crapshoot of entering the competition. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Um, but I, I I don't think I would have ended up being eligible to be in the pro am anyway um, because I think right now I'm technically I'm technically employed you know by Trek Brewing Company, so I would have nullified 
all the work that would have gone into any beer that somebody would have produced, which okay. would have sucked. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it turned out to be an okay thing, but uh, it still would have been cool to go do that before I left. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's, hey, I'm glad you knew the answer. So that's good. All right. So this uh, festival was presented by the Brewers Association, and it's the largest commercial beer competition in the world and a premier symbol of brewing excellence. And it's held in Denver, Colorado each year. Now, there are 98 beer categories covering 161 different beer styles, including the subcategories of those styles, establishing the best examples of each style in the country. Winners were chosen out of 7,923 competition entries from 2,217 breweries in the 50 states. That is a 15% increase in the entries and a 24% increase in the uh, the amount of breweries from last year, so that's impressive. I mean, that's a lot of different. You know, that's a lot of breweries. Twenty, like almost a quarter more breweries went ahead and entered the competition this year than last. That's very impressive. So the competition took place in six sessions over a period of three days and was judged by two hundred and seventy six beer experts from thirteen countries. So man, that's a lot of beer drinking, a lot of time. And a lot of judges. Today. Yeah, I, I know people that that judge GABF, and they they tell me just how much of a grind and how grueling <laughs> it is. And, yeah. You know, as as part of it, then you know you get to go on the floor. They're like, yeah, I don't even want to. Yeah, like, they, yeah. they're just so done. And you know, everybody pretty much ends up drinking IPAs at some point because there's so many, and <laughs> you can't. You, you just a, after a while you get you get burnout. Yeah, so they, yeah. they try to mix it up and like get you to do different stuff and you know, try to keep you fresh, but it's a lot of beer to get through. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. It sounds like a chore and it sounds like, I, I mean, most people would say, yeah, I give it to me. I want it all. But you, as you mentioned, after going through that, it's, and this isn't just a fun, I mean, you can't just let loose and start drinking like you would at a festival. You have to actually judge these things, and you have to actually be able to pull out the flavors and the characters and all the stuff that we talk about in our style guidelines to be able to accurately judge it. And if you're drinking, I mean, I, I mean, to go through that many beer, you're drinking a lot of samples of beers to pull out the flavor. Now, you're not drinking the whole beer, I know that, but still, that's a lot of beer, a lot of rinsing your mouth, cleansing your palate, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, work to put in there. And I can see where that would get, you know, sour your yourself a little bit on the on, on the whole thing but yeah i mean usually it's like one to two ounce samples um but that adds up really fast especially if you have you know a, a bigger beer category you know and and they need you to move fast because there's over seven thousand beers yeah so, yeah for sure um, <laughs> for sure all right so uh like we mentioned in addition to all the commercial brewery entries the judging panel also evaluated 118 of the pro am entries. That's a lot of pro am beers. That's kind of kind of cool. So it, is it uh, is it split into like so many per state, or is it just random? Like like Washington could have you know 30, and California could have 30. And I mean, is it is it you know if the the selections are throughout the whole all the states, or is it uh, just random? As far as I know, anybody can enter the pro am. I don't think there's any, you know, like top three from the state or okay. you know, like that. Because okay. I mean, there were a dozen 
breweries that we're selecting out of the competition that I was in last okay. before I left. So, and all of them I think would have been eligible to enter. Okay, which is whoever can. So, all right, all right. Now here's the other thing: the competition was made possible with the help of 365 volunteers. So you got a lot of people volunteering their time to make this festival work and uh, and to get the awards out and everything. All right, yeah, and the, the the seller work for these type of things is even harder than the than the judging because um, you have to keep track of seven thousand different beers in different formats because mm-hmm. some are going to be bottles, cans, kegs, you know, all kinds of stuff that is being poured off of, um, and have it there on time, ready to go, you know, everything. So yeah, actually, I think for these you can't do kegs. I've heard about it. <laughs> You can enter a keg as your, you know, competition entry. I don't think JBF actually does that, but yeah, yeah that'd be hard. Um, but yeah, and it, you know, it's taking care of the judges and everything they need, you know, to make sure they have enough water and like crackers and other stuff to cleanse their palate and enough paper to mm-hmm. <laughs> write down all their stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. and pens and pencils and sharpeners and yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, it, it gets intense. So, Okay, well, hey, John, let's get into some of the awards, and uh, let's talk about the Brewery and the Brewer of the Year awards. And the first one, I'll let you you handle the first one, is packaging breweries. These are breweries that, that package their beer. So there's, uh, there's three different uh, levels of this, so why don't you go ahead and read these off. Yeah, so we have the very small... Brewing Company and Very Small Brewing Company Brewer of the Year Award, which is less than 1,000 barrels. And that went to On Tour Brewing Company from Chicago. Yeah. Never heard of them. Me neither. <laughs> um, but sounds like we should go. Yeah. So uh, then the Small Brewing Company and Small Brewing Company Brewer of the Year, which is uh, – 1,000 to 14,999 barrels. <laughs> and that is, uh, went to Sun River Brewing yeah. or Sun River, Oregon. Yeah. Now, this one is interesting because Sun River Brewing just came into the Boise area like a month or two ago. And I think I might have even mentioned them on a show. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I was very impressed with their beer. They had some really good beer. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, it's kind of nice to see a brewery win this award that I just experienced myself and I enjoyed their beer. So congratulations to Sun River. Now, before you get to the last one, if you were to, you know, when, when Trek Brewing gets going and you were to enter your beers into the competition, which category would you fall into? You think for the first year or two, would you be under the thousand barrels? Yes. Yeah. For the first, uh, couple years probably okay okay we'll we'll see how how things go okay yeah we'll we'll be focusing on the tap room primarily so that will inherently limit our barrelage you know depending on how thirsty people are so all right all right okay uh yeah then the last one as you alluded to the mid-sized brewing company and mid-sized brewing company brewer of the year which i feel is mislabeled because that goes from 15,000 barrels <laughs> up to a measly 6 million. Yeah. So basically that goes up to the cap of this is what you have to stay under to be a craft brewer according to the Brewers Association. I feel like they're missing some tiers here. 
Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of in between for sure. Uh, but you know, maybe they just. I, I can't recall. I feel like in the past there's been, you know, large brewer of the year, and I wonder if it depends on if they have people that qualify for to win, you know, within the uh, barrel ranges. Because it seems like going up to sixty thousand barrels would be a logical break because that's also where there's a tax break. Um, on excise taxes mm-hmm. federally. So that kind of makes sense, you know, and the, you know, you get above that, you start to, you're in a different category, but, um, I don't know, but th- th- that went to St. Arnold brewing, uh, by the way, <laughs> didn't mention. congratulations to St. Arnold, um, out of Houston, Texas. So, yeah, I haven't I mean, had any St. Arnold like, beer. Have you had any St. Arnold? Beer? Uh, yes. Um, before my untapped days and somebody just pulled it out of fridge said, Hey, you gotta try this. Okay. Uh, um, but I, I don't recall it. Uh, it was a long time ago. Okay. So. All right. All right. So now we move into the brew pubs and these are, uh, they have, there's three categories here also. Uh, they have, uh, the, the small brew pub and brewmaster of the year. This is less than 750 barrels. Goes to Rockford Brewing out of Rockford, Michigan. And uh, then we have the mid-sized brew pub and brewmaster of the year. This is between 750 and 1500 barrels. This goes to Moon River Brewing out of Savannah, Georgia. And then the large brew pub and brewmaster of the year is 1500 plus barrels. Goes to the Austin Beer Garden Brewing Company in Austin, Texas. So there you go. There's brew pubs. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I have, I haven't heard of any of these breweries. Smaller. I think maybe the Rockford Brewing I've may have seen them win a award last year. I think that looks familiar, but other than other ones, I don't remember seeing those. So good for them. Yeah, I I would actually I believe fall into this category um, if I were to enter. Okay, so you have a chance. Yeah, and I would be in the small brew pub. Uh, category to start okay let's do it i want to see you on this list next year (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome all right john so then we have large breweries or multiple location breweries and uh this just has the single brewery group and brewmaster of the year and that went to uh a brewery that both of us have enjoyed their beer yes and that's uh, Melvin Brewing out of Alpine, Wyoming, and uh, Bellingham, Washington. If they're open yet, I can't recall. Yeah, they are open. So. I've uh, I had somebody was uh, at the brew pub and they mentioned it on Twitter. So I think I believe they are open uh, in Washington. So I'm. This is fantastic. I have been enjoying Melvin beer since they've brought themselves into the Boise area uh, a year or less ago. And they make some fantastic beers, and I'm I'm happy for them. And hey, if you guys can get Melvin, uh, go out there and and grab it and try them. I think you'll they make some fantastic IPAs, really good IPAs. All right, now let's get into some overall competition highlights, and so just some some facts, some fun facts about the competition. So the most medals won by a single brewery was St. Arnold Brewing. They won three medals. Now this surprises me. That 
there's, I mean, it seems like in years prior, well, I guess three is a lot. I mean, probably Browns had won three, I think, in one year. So maybe three is like the norm for the max. Uh, but it seemed like at, at some points there's been other breweries that have, like Fatheads last year, I thought won like four or five. It seemed like they won a lot of. Well, there, there's a reason they were able to do that. And that reason is that you are limited on your entries. Oh, now. And Fatheads has multiple locations. And if you look, they won at multiple locations. Oh, okay. Because um, they were able to get, you know, more entries. Um, it used to be you could enter whatever you want, but now there's too many breweries uh, for that. So I don't know what the limit is right now. And I, I think it, it's variable based on how many people even try to enter. Okay. Um, that, you know, if they get so many they're like all right well everybody can do four you know, or <laughs> something like that that's how they do it for the uh national homebrew competition okay is that you you know you can do up to six depending on how many people enter in your region um or overall and then you know this like, all right well now everybody can do five or four or three or whatever it is um because they want to get as many people into the competition as possible yeah so but that that's why, you know, five, six years ago, you might have had somebody winning, you know, six, seven medals. Well, mm-hmm. you can't do that anymore because you can't even enter that many times. Okay. So. Yeah, it's good. I mean, there's so many breweries now. It makes sense not to have some of the bigger breweries submit 15 beers and, and just flood it because they have the capital. They have the money to go ahead and enter all those beers. and Yeah, because it's not cheap. Yeah. It's hundreds of dollars to, per entry. Wow. So. Wow. Okay, then the top three states by ratio of medals to entries by state, West Virginia, 12 entries, two medals. That's one for every six entry. That's pretty good odds. Wyoming, 46 entries, five medals. And Connecticut, 39 entries, four medals. So those are the ones that had the most per ratio. Uh, again, mostly small small states that don't have a huge brewery footprint. So that doesn't su- surprise me that... Uh, that those are a little bit smaller, but yeah, that's that's some interesting facts. And one last fact: first time Great American Beer Festival competition entrants. These are entrants that are self-identified during the registration process as being the first time uh, to join. Was 584 breweries. 584 breweries. The first time they entered into this uh, festival, and of those first time entering, 36 won medals. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive. That's, uh, you know, and I'm glad that a lot more newer breweries are, are going ahead and, and trying their competition. They're making good beers, and they, and they know they're making good beers, and they want, you know, to see if they can win a medal. So good for them. All right, John. So now, why don't you start us off on some of the style categories? And, and basically, these are the, the top five categories with the most beers in it, and, and, which, and we'll read off the, the medal winners of these. So go ahead and... Roll, roll on here. Yeah, so uh, the the most entered category, to no surprise to anybody, is American Style IPA, uh, which has been the most entered category since 2002. Yeah, wow. Um, so <laughs> 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> no, a little off on that. But uh, this grew uh, to 408 entries this year mm. from 312 last year. Wow. So almost a third increase. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, in that category, category 60, uh, American style IPA, the gold went to uh, Prairie Madness from Hailstorm Brewing Company out of Timley Park, Illinois. Wow. Have you have you heard of Hailstorm? Nope. Yeah, me I neither. Want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the silver went to Auburn Ale House's Gold Digger IPA mm-hmm. out of Auburn, California. And you've been there, haven't I ha- you? I have. I went to, uh, when I did my brewery tour of Northern California, we went to Sacramento in Auburn, well, and Auburn's just just uh, east of Sacramento in the in the hills there, and we we visited Auburn Ale House, and I enjoyed the brewery, and I had this beer. Now, I think there's some other beers I enjoyed a little bit more than this one. I gave this one a three and a half. So obviously, this is a highest rated IPA in the states right now, and I think it's above average. So yeah, hey, that's my opinion. But yeah, it's pretty well, good. And, and who knows if when you were there, they were finishing out an old batch and the fresh stuff was about to hit. <laughs> That's and, true. You know, the fresh stuff went to the competition this time. You know, who knows or you know what you drank before that and ate before that, and there's all kinds of stuff that true. goes into it. True. True. So, yeah. Uh, to finish up the American style IPA category uh, with the bronze was uh, Breakside IPA mm. from Breakside Brewery and Taproom, Milwaukee, Oregon. Yeah. So yeah, I actually haven't had this one. I I thought I had, I had, but uh, I think I only had the Wanderlust. So okay, yeah, Wanderlust is really good too, and it's I think Wanderlust has won uh, a medal in previous GBA, GABFs, but this year it was the Breakside IPA. It's good. I give this one a four rating. Uh, I, I enjoy it. So it's a it's again above average, uh, really good IPA, and hey, it's a bronze, so it's about right there you go all right I'll, I'll go to the next one here john and i'll do category 61 which guess what is the imperial ipa and they had they had 221 entries in this category and the gold medal went to manta ray uh, ballast point brewing out of san diego california and again i've had this beer i gave it a four on untapped and john you haven't had this one huh nope nope okay man you're you're behind the power curve here. Yeah, I just I don't like good beer. That's the, that's what it boils down to, you know. <laughs> I want to punish myself instead. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So the uh, the silver went to an, another brewery that I visited. And I, same brewery? No, no, I didn't visit the brewery. Never mind. They weren't open yet when I went through Auburn. This is a uh, another Auburn brewery. It was it opened the week after I went through, but I had their beers. Shortly after, in in uh, twenty two ounce bottles, it's Knee Deep Brewing's Lupulin River, and again, uh, this one I gave a four point oh. And John, what'd you give this beer? Yeah, actually, I get to play along now, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> I gave it three point seven five. All right, so again, solid, solid uh, ratings from us. And the last one, the bronze, went to Chuck's. From Danville Brewing Company in Danville, California. So, guess what? Three California breweries all won medals for the Imperial IPA. And I never heard of Danville Brewing. It must be a small, small little uh, brewery in a small little town of Danville. But hey, now we've heard of it. it we should go try and and drink it. Absolutely. So, uh, category fifty-eight, American style pale ale. 
Okay. Don't let me know anything a theme here. 199 <laughs> entries. Um, the gold went to Central Coast Brewing Company out of San Luis Obispo, California, for their Monterey Street. Yeah. Well, which I, I have not had. And I don't think I had it either. Now, now that you now I need to look it up because I've had a lot of Central Coast, but I, um, I haven't had. I don't think I've had that one, but. I, I don't think I've had any Central Coast, so. Um, but uh, taking the silver was Linwood Brewing Concern production facility out of Raleigh, North Carolina, with their Mosaic Pale Ale, and oddly enough, featured Simcoe hops. But uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the Mosaic Simcoe hop uh, pale. I gotcha. Yeah, I, I'd I'd be willing to bet there was some Simcoe in there. <laughs> put it together, but maybe Mosaic. They're going single hop with the name. Okay. Okay. But, uh, the bronze, the bronze uh, medal went to Sweetwater Brewing Company with their Triple Tail. Ah, Phil, which I haven't had. Me neither. I've had, I've had like probably four or five other ones, but not that one. So, same here. So, okay, let's roll right into category fifty-nine, which again, American-style strong pale ale, and this one had one hundred eighty-two entries. And coming in at the gold medal winner is the Hubert MP. What is MPA? I think it's Melvin. Melvin Pale Ale. I think that's what Melvin, it is too. I took the uh, the luster off the brewery. Yeah, so it's by Melvin Brewing, and of course Melvin was the uh, larger multiple brewery uh, best of uh, the year here for for them. Um, and this is a beer that both John and I have had. I gave it again a solid 4.0 rating on Untaps. And John, what'd you give it? 4.0. 4.0. We're agreed. We're agreed on the the Hubert is really yummy. Silver goes to Wolfback Ridge, Headlands Brewing Company from Mill Valley, California. And the bronze goes to Breakside Stay West from Breakside Brewery in Portland, Oregon. So there we go. Yeah, and then to round out our highly competitive categories is uh, category 29, wood and barrel-aged strong beer with 175 entries. And the gold uh, went to the Hurley Burley Port Barrel Aged Barley Wine by Out of Bounds Brewing Company out of Rockland, California. All right. That's a mouthful. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> um, and the, the silver went to Woods Monk, from Odyssey Beer Works out of Arvada, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then the bronze was a barrel-aged barley wine from Shawville Vineyard and Microbrewery out of St. Genevieve, Missouri. Mm. All right. Well, there's the highlights of the top five most entered beer categories right there. So that was that's always fun. Now, we like to just take a moment to go ahead and uh, praise our local breweries in the states that we live in on, on the, the medals that they've won and also just some notable beers that won that we, uh, that we enjoy or breweries we enjoy. So I'm going to start it off. And Idaho had two medal winners, both bronze medals, one from Mother Earth Brewing Company's Fresh As It Gets, and it was entered into the Fresh or Wet Hop Ale category. I have not had that one. That was served at the Hoptober festival that i missed so i if i would have gone i would have been able to try that one so i missed out on that one 
Slacker. Yes. But the second one uh, is from Boise Brewing, and it was their Jagged Shard uh, Imperial Red Ale. And again, they won bronze. And this is, I, I, in the last three Great American Beer Fests, the three years that, they, that Boise Brewing's been a brewery, they've won a medal in all three uh, uh, competitions, which is very impressive that a new brewery enters in the first year and wins, and then wins you know two more in the consecutive years. Uh, that's pretty impressive. So congratulations to Boise Brewing for winning another medal. This one different, not the one for the Black Cliffs. Normally their Black Cliffs Stout uh, is the one that wins. This one's the Jagged Star, which I really enjoy this. I gave it a four uh, cap rating when I had it. I really enjoyed that. So the other mentioned ones, beers that aren't from Idaho, uh, that I, I that I enjoy and I'm kind of glad to see that they won. So Full Sail Brewing had a winner. It's their Session uh, Cerveza, which is their Mexican lager, and it won a silver medal for their American style Pilsner or international style Pilsner. I and I give this beer a 3.75. Nice, easy drinking. You know, it's, it comes in those nice mix packs from uh, from the Session lagers that we can get for you know. 11 bucks for 12 beers and this one is a nice easy drinking beer that has good flavor and i'm glad to see that they won uh, a silver medal another one that i really enjoy now good life brewing out of bend oregon their sweet as pacific ale won a gold medal for the american style wheat beer category and i gave this one a 3.75 and john i see that you gave it a 3.5 so again solid yep. scores and the next one I wanted to mention is is uh, the Sun River Brewing. I, you know, they won the 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 small brewery. I can't remember the thing, but the the one thousand to fourteen ninety nine uh, <laughs> barrel size, whatever that one's called. And uh, this is for their Fuzztail. They won a gold for the American style wheat beer with yeast. Now it's funny that they add with yeast. So John, what does it mean? When there's a different category for American style wheat beer, and one with without yeast and one with yeast, or what's the deal with there? Yeah, I I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to go look at the Brewers Association guidelines. Okay, um, but I wonder if uh, th- this is uh, a difference between you know a, a crystal Weizen. Okay. To put it in German terms. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it, clear. It's, it's a clear wheat beer mm-hmm. rather than a, a hazy wheat beer. Okay. Um, but that that would be my, my guess without looking at anything. Okay. So. That sounds good. I, I gave this beer when I had it a 3.25, but you know what? I'm going to revisit it. See if maybe I misrated this one when I first had it because, hey, it's a gold medal winner. It's got to be better than a 3.25, right? <laughs> All right, and the last beer I want to mention is from my favorite Seattle brewery, Rubens Brews. Again, they won medals again this year for their triumvirate uh, Australian-style, international-style pale ale. Uh, they won a gold for this beer, and uh, I gave it a three and a half. And, John, what did you give this beer? So the first time I had this beer, I gave it a three. Ooh. And I... Uh, Revisited at some point during a bottle share. I think somebody brought uh, a growler of it down, uh, and I ended up giving it a four okay. that time. So who knows what uh, what was going on with me on those two days? But yeah, I, I four. That's th- what I'm yeah, sticking with. No, no, and then that's the thing is, it's any given day and any t- given time they brew it. 
we may have had a batch that was a three and a three and a half, and then you had a batch that was a four. It's possible. They, they improved upon their initial recipe, and obviously it's a gold medal winner, so they must have improved significantly since I had it uh, to get a gold. So, all right, John. So you are you've got some work on your hands because Ohio came out with quite a few medals. So why don't you go ahead and talk about all these medals that Ohio won? Yeah, Ohio won nine medals. Um, so uh, buckle up, exciting. <laughs> um, but Brink Brewing Company uh, won a gold with their Hold the Reins, which is an English style mild ale. Mm. Uh, 50 West Brewing Company uh, also won a gold uh, in the old ale or strong ale category with their 10 and 2 uh, barley wine. It's a great name. <laughs> uh, and that that's a place that I've been wanting to get to. I was hoping uh, actually to get there when we were down uh, for the wedding, uh, but it just didn't work out with where that brewery is and where we were and in relation to home and everything mm-hmm. else. But it's a place that's on my list. It's supposed to be pretty cool. Um, and then uh, another gold. Did I mention they're doing good stuff in, in Ohio? <laughs> yeah. uh, and that, this one goes to uh, Taft's Ale House, which I, I believe I talked about on the last uh, episode because I, I had their uh, IPA uh, that I was enjoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their gold went to their Gustav, which is a Vienna-style lager. Mm. So that's showing some range. Yeah, um, yeah. There and uh, then uh, Fatheads, which you mentioned, won multiple has won multiple awards. They won two this year. Uh, they won a gold for their Alpenglow uh, German style wheat ale, and then a bronze for their Midnight Moonlight American style black Ooh, ale. Oh yeah, I love a good black ale. Yeah, and I'm assuming American style might mean hoppy, but I'm not familiar with Midnight Moonlight, so I don't know. Mm. I need to go uh, go on a road trip. Yeah, and, uh, figure this. Out. So <laughs> uh, then we have another uh, multiple winner, and this is from uh, the Bottle House Brewery and Meadery, which I'm not familiar with at all, but uh, I need to be. Uh, they won two bronze medals uh, for their "There Is No Quad" uh, aged beer, which I'm going to guess is a Belgian quad. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they also won a bronze in historical beer for mm. their spring gruet. Yeah, so. not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, a new uh, Ohio brewery that a lot of people are familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, Brewdog uh, Brewing Company, won with their Elvis juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won a bronze in American-style fruit beer because that's an IPA with <laughs> Wrap yeah. ton of grapefruit, yeah. Uh, yeah, grapefruit juice. I would imagine. Um, and I actually just had that beer uh, this past week. That was also in rounding out my Oktoberfest six pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the they had the Elvis juice and they had oh, I'm blanking on their other IPA. That anyway, they had they had the two of those cans fresh from the uh, the Columbus Brewery. Um, and I, I hadn't had the Elvis shoes before, so I, I tossed that in my six pack, and uh, yeah, it's chock full of grapefruit, mm-hmm. and I, I gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that one. Yeah, I, I loved it. I gave it a five when I had it. Um, 
but you know I like grapefruity. I like that kind of uh, that kind of IPA, and I I really enjoyed it. Five five cap rating for me, and uh, I'm glad to see they're getting some recognition now that they're uh, here in the states. They can they can win some GABFs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then uh, to round out our uh, Ohio uh, medals was uh, Masthead Brewing Company, which uh, won a bronze in the double red ale category with their Midwest Red. IPA. Mm. So, all right. Yeah, and I've only had one of the nine beers I just talked about. So I have some work to do now that I'm back in Ohio. Slacker. So, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but then, uh, you know, a couple other of my notables. Uh, I have to go back to Washington for some love. Uh, you know, Fremont Brewing uh, edged out um, in the fresh hop wet hop category mother earth um they took the silver in that category with their field to ferment yeah uh, which we both loved all the versions we could get our hands on last year and it wasn't clear what version they entered yeah so i I don't know and if i had been less busy and paying attention on social media they probably said it because i'm sure somebody asked um when they won um but i i haven't followed up on that um because I'm clearly not professional. <laughs> uh, but then the other, uh, the other Washington uh, brewery I wanted to give a shout out to is Chuck and Nut, who's always doing great things. Uh, and they, they won a couple of medals. I think uh, they also won with their Dunkel, but the one I'm going to mention is their Kolsch, uh, which I've had and really enjoyed. And they won a gold for their nice. the German style Kolsch category. So if you can get your hands on Chuckanut and you like lagers or even if you don't like lagers, go try it because then you'll like lagers. <laughs> great lagers. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah. Then I just want to mention all the Pro-Am winners were from Colorado. So I think that's rigged. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it has to be. It couldn't have anything to do that the state of Colorado also won like 39 medals. Um, <laughs> but um something like that i saw a headline for today that colorado took a lot of medals but no they're they're doing a lot of good stuff out there well good yeah all right well hey that is our summary and wrap-up of the 2017 great american beer festival awards uh let us know did uh, one of your favorite breweries win an award leave us a voicemail We'll play it on our next show. Go ahead. Just leave a voicemail. 20853-ODDLY. That's easy. Easy to remember. Okay, John, let's wrap this thing up. We are uh, hitting to a little bit long of the show, but uh, before we, we close up, who would you like to raise a glass to this week? Yeah, I'll raise my glass to our, our buddy Matt Helmer over at the 40Cast. Uh, you know, we, we joke around a lot, but hopefully... Um, we're able to meet up sometime soon, whether it's in Cincinnati or, or up here, exchange some beers. You know, if Matt brings up some of that uh, award-winning Imperial Stout, True. some of that exploding yeah. brown ale, <laughs> uh, who knows? He might get a, a tour of the brewery before it's open. There you go. Yeah. Just make that make that short drive. But uh, no. Uh, we, we kid for a lot of fun, but I, I always enjoy uh, listening to the 40 cast when I'm 
when I get to it in my huge backlog of podcasts, which is embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me, though. How about you? All right. Well, I just want to thank all of our great listeners that uh, interact with us and, and download the show. Thank you for, for listening. And again, we I just encourage you to, to reach out to us, talk to us about your craft beer journey, ask us questions. And of course, leave voicemails. I have no voicemails. I have this nice voicemail line and nobody wants to talk to us on it, but uh, that, that's okay. Uh, and then, of course, I just want to raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there protecting our freedoms. Thank you for your service. And Hopcloth, we want to raise a glass of Hopcloth Apparel for partnering up with us. And I encourage all of our listeners to go visit their site at www.hopcloth.com and check out their creative craft beer clothing and use the code TAPTHECRAFT, all one word, TAPTHECRAFT, to get free shipping at checkout. And, of course... We got the contest going, so go and uh, share our episodes and like our episodes, like our Facebook page, and leave an iTunes review, and you will be entered multiple times to win a T-shirt. You can find the beers and links to the articles we mentioned in the show in the show notes located on the show post at openformio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And John, how can our listeners follow you? On Twitter at Prime Brewing on Tap Prime WA, and uh, you can follow the brewery Trek Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trek Brewing, or visit us on the web at trekbeer.com. Excellent. All right, it is last call, and it is time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading, and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend, and of course, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn or Google Play. And or however you listen to your podcast. And of course, as a reminder, we release a new episode every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers.